thrive, flourish, unleash your buried treasure. This is the Exponentially Empowered Podcast with Joel Bine. Through conscious action and authentic self-connection, empower yourself to write your own script. Hey everyone, it's Joel. Exponentially Empowered Podcast. Inner power begins with your core, your internal energy and consciousness about what's alive in you, acceptance with what's alive in you, presence with the moment. And then from that place of consciousness and acceptance, taking inner power through action personal responsibility right so the first three pillars of the six pillars of self-esteem are living consciously self-acceptance and the practice of personal responsibility so it's hard to act if you're not conscious of what exists first and you're not accepting of the reality But once you process your internal state, then you say, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So with that in mind, I want to today speak about the power of listening in offering your ears and heart to another human. We don't have much education on this in our culture, do we? It's not as if we truly experienced that growing up. In school, when does the adult sit down with us and let us speak fully and get curious about what's alive in us? So it's not modeled. We're really, our voices are suppressed. So we don't get our need to be heard met. And thus, it's not modeled for us how to listen in order to help someone else get their need to be heard met. But as the psychologist Carl Rogers demonstrated throughout his career and his work, that there's such therapeutic power in simply offering space and attention to someone and allowing them to express what's alive in them. And that alone can be of value in helping that person feel connected, calm, relaxed, to help them let go and release feelings and emotions that are stuck and to help them get their needs met to be heard for connection, for support without even saying one word to that person necessarily. Though I'll I'll speak in a minute about how one can speak in order to show that one is listening and to help a person get their 
need to be heard met. But you can simply start with presence and attention. So this is not practiced consistently. There's many people in our culture who are talking over each other, waiting for the person to finish speaking so that they can say what they're going to say. This is common. I mean, I've been thinking about this topic for some years. I have a blog post I wrote in 2016, I believe, called How to Listen Better. And like most of the writing and podcasting I do, it is as much a reminder for myself as it is an offer to others. And there's power in teaching and communicating in order to clarify and calcify one's own abilities and values, etc. So I think that I have, you know, developed a skill at this point of listening that's that's above average, we'll say. But I'm continuing to work as well to to employ this because it's not the norm. Right. So there's, so this particular point of when someone else is speaking, am I simply waiting for them to finish so that I can offer my thought or am I in the moment truly curious and connected to what they're saying? Right. That's, that's, that's the nature of, of true improvisation, right? A conversation is improvisation at its core. But if you're planning what you're going to say in two minutes or one minute after this person finishes their half of the dialogue, it's not true improvisation. A great jazz musician, when they're done with their solo, they step to the side and they don't pontificate about what they're going to riff on five minutes from now. They're, they're, turning their body and their ears towards the other jazz musician on stage and, and listening to what they're saying through their instrument. And maybe a jazz musician might, two jazz musicians might engage in what, what's called trading fours. So one musician has four measures, four bars of, of improvisation and then the other person plays off of that for four bars and they go back and forth and it becomes a dialogue. Well, a uh, uh, healthy and, and robust improvis improvisation trading fours is going to be uh, something that works off of the other person. So it's in the moment engaging off of what the other person says. So if you're simply thinking about what you're going to do while the other person is playing, you're not really going to be engaged. So that's one point is bringing consciousness to are you truly curious and connected to what the other person is saying? But let's get back to this concept of giving space and attention psychotherapeutically to someone who is needing to be heard in particular. And needing empathy. How can you listen better? 
how can you listen better? If someone is feeling distraught or disconnected or frustrated, it's easy to try to quickly jump in with, well, have you thought of this? Why not try this? Do this. In my experience, that's a common one, right? Oh, well, here's what I've done. Oh, I can relate to what you're saying. And there's not like an either or here, right? It's not that never say, oh, I can relate to what you're saying. And here's a story from my experience. It's simply how much potentially could it be more effective to do two things as an effective listener? Number one, reflect back what the other person said in your own words, an organic summary of what you heard. Number two, ask clarifying questions. So I'm not saying you need to make deep eye contact with the other person and nod your head while they're speaking to prove that you're listening. In order to prove that you're listening, so to speak, to be present, what you can say is, huh, so it sounds like, etc. X, Y, Z, right? It sounds like I'm, you're feeling a bit frustrated about this. It makes sense to me that you're trying to achieve this. You're trying to figure out how to both be productive throughout your day and, and rest, and you're trying to get both those needs met. Is that accurate? Or, huh, so when you say that, what do you think about XYZ? What do you mean by that? Can you tell me more about what's motivating you to think that? So that little nugget right there is worth capturing. Tell me more. Tell me more. Whenever someone tells, says that phrase to me when I'm speaking to them, it is so powerful. It really helps me feel connected and I feel thrilled and my need for appreciation and to be known and to be heard and to matter gets met. Oh, wow, this person wants to know what I mean. They're not assuming that they've gathered all the information based on my sentences so far. They're really trying to get to the bottom of my meaning, my intention, because words are limiting, especially in a context where I'm trying to really express something that might be challenging, right? And I'm needing support. It's so much more powerful. Oh, tell me more what you mean by that. Oh, I'd be happy to, right? Everyone likes the opportunity to have a forum to speak about themselves. And it's not some narcissistic thing. It's most of our days are spent in our own heads and with our own thought strands and feeling strands arising and falling. And it's very powerful to be able to share that and give context and give self-expression there's so much nuance and when you're, when you're 
supporting someone as a listener, this is so powerful to simply show curiosity about what it is that do you mean by that? What is your intention? What is the context? What are the nuances? What's motivating you? I'd love to learn more about this. That's demonstrating that you're listening and that's letting someone speak. If you simply drop a, a, a slab of concrete advice to them, it likely won't land, in my opinion. Advice is rarely helpful, in my opinion. Because A, all, all advice needs to be interpreted through one's own experience and how integrated to make it applicable to one's own life. Now, advice is very powerful, but often we skip this step is the point of this podcast. We skip this step of helping people feel calm, connected, and relaxed because their need to be heard, to be seen, and to be understood can get met. Those are the three. To be heard, seen, and understood. And as an aside, by the way, often people say this, help people feel seen, feel heard, feel understood. That's conflating feelings and needs. And I find it very effective to untangle these and figure out what the actual physiological feelings are. As I mentioned a minute ago, it's usually feeling calm, connected, relaxed, because the needs to be heard, seen, and understood get met. And once you can help someone feel that, experience that, then maybe there's more of an opening to provide advice. But if the person hasn't been understood, advice is not going to land. That person's going to be no, 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 I don't want to hear this advice. I don't need, this doesn't apply because you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. But once they know that you understand what's going on for them, then, okay, let's try to solve problems. Let's try to figure out what the best solution is. What's the, best, what's the action plan? What's the way I can change my habits? Tell me about your knowledge and background about, and your, your, your advice. I mean, there's like an, an opportunity there. But literally the body and mind can open up because one feels connected at having been seen, heard, and understood. Oh, awesome. Wow, you get it. You get me, right? You, you're providing understanding. We're, we are on the same page. Okay, now let's strategize together, right? But how often do we skip the basics of giving someone the space to be heard and to self-express, to, to experience empathy. And empathy doesn't mean you feel their feelings. It simply means you understand their feelings. You help them experience something. Uh, uh, the, the, it's, empathy is a sort of weird thing to articulate when you get the need to be, to be empathized with men. But it's basically like you have been gotten you have been understood. Once that's in play, 
And we can go on. So those two nuggets there are, again, in terms of what you're going to say to someone to help them get those needs met is curiosity, tell me more, ask clarifying questions, and number two, reflect back what they say. Reflect back what they say. Because that's going to help them get the need to be understood, Matt. Because you're providing reassurance that you are absorbing accurately what's going on for them. You are helping them get the need to be acknowledged, Matt. I acknowledge and I hear what it is that you're expressing. And you're getting in, help them feel, again, calmer because their need for reassurance is met that you truly did listen and you truly do understand or at least you're attempting to right so it's not about nodding and smiling and looking at them but it's about showing through what you say huh so it sounds like tell me if this is accurate to you and what you can do in those statements is you get get to the feelings and needs right so if you can get right to the core of the needs even if you skip feelings necessarily, like it sounds like you're needing in this situation, let's take the example of someone's trying to figure out work-life balance kind of thing, right? They're struggling, they're needing some support, and they're talking to you about how, you know, they're working at home and it's hard to balance finding times to take breaks and rest and not working into the evenings, but also being really productive and crushing it on their job and but making sure they get enough exercise, enough sleep and get away from the screen and go outside. That can be hard. Okay, so if someone's t- telling you about that, their subjective experience, then you could say, huh, so it sounds like you're needing balance in both getting a need for productive achievement and efficacy and sustainability with your career and security to have job security and trying to get those needs met. And you're also trying to get needs met for rest and health and vitality and to feel rejuvenated, right? Something like that. If you can just help them clarify the needs that are underneath what's going on for them, or at least guess. You're always guessing with with NVC. It's about guessing. You're not saying, you must be feeling this. But you're helping to clarify, and there's such clarity in the power of nonviolent communication and the needs inventory, because these are universal needs. So again, to summarize these two main ways to show that you're listening through what you're saying would be to ask curious, clarifying questions about what do you mean and to help reflect back. It sounds like you're needing this. It sounds like you're experiencing this. Now, there's nothing in there about, here's my opinion, here's my advice. Great. So let's talk about even before you you speak. I guess I'm kind of going out of order here, but Let's just playfully go with it. 
So I gave some tips, dare we say advice on how to listen better. <laughs> and of course, interpret it for yourself. So I gave some tips on what to say, but let's go back to before you even speak. What is your state? All right, I talked about being in the moment and not thinking about what you're going to say, not planning it. But even more in a meditative frame, like, can you be grounded in a sense of presence? And this is how this relates to what I said at the beginning of this podcast about living consciously and self-acceptance and then taking responsibility. So if you can kind of find a groundedness in your own countenance in an organic way, through checking in with yourself, through observation and acceptance of your own state, then you can be more present to give to someone else. And this all goes, you know, more fundamentally, more uh, overall, if you're doing self-work, if you're journaling, if you're meditating, if you're curious about your own internal landscape, then you're going to have much more availability to give someone else that space. So you want to be regularly practicing the art of self-love and taking time in. So in a conversation, when you're listening to someone else, kind of briefly note what's going on for you maybe, and then accept where you are. And then you have a foundation to respond and give and take action from that grounded groundedness of what exists in you. And then you're open. You open yourself up to receive their state. If you're cut off from your own state, then it's going to be harder to receive what, what's going on for them. And it's harder to give your, your true listening, your true support. And create sort of a channel of flow between you. There's so much power in simply that organic stance of presence in your body, in your ears, in your, in your mind, in your eyes, and all that's connected, truly listening to someone without trying to get your word in, trying to give them advice, make it, make it a dialogue but really having a space for them, a platform on which to speak, a canvas on which to paint. Their words are these colors coming out, seeking to express what's alive in them. And you are there to help see them, to understand them, to help them be heard. And that is enormously therapeutic without changing any habits, without tools and tactics and techniques, 
that human can physiologically experience more serotonin and oxytocin. The nervous system can relax into a parasympathetic state. And perhaps frustrations and struggles and adversity can be released for that person simply through the power of human presence, connection, support. So that person can be heard, seen, and understood. 